Hello and welcome to this special episode of Dice Friends. After the Flood Strandlines is a series of personal, one-on-one -on -one backstories for each of the characters from After the Flood. You don't need to have seen After the Flood to understand what's going on, and these stories don't have any spoilers for that campaign. Each runs from about 20 minutes to an hour, and, uh, and we hope you enjoy them. I enjoyed writing them. After the Flood, Strand Lines, Bolesnena's Story, Numbered Days. Summer was long and hot in the port city of Berenicea. It is now the changing of the season, the third day of Amber Wave, a moon day. You have just finished work. You have promised that you will meet your nephew, Eamon, for coffee which is exciting. Somebody has coffee again. <laughs> Berenicea is a, a, a bustling port city, or at least it was years ago. But since the burning of Ontok, things have gotten difficult in, well, a variety of ways. What do you do? Tell us about yourself. Mm. By day, I'm a bookseller. I go out and try to meet ships as they arrive, try and gather what knowledge I can, and gather what's more difficult to find, keep a hold of what's more difficult to find, mm. and pass along what, what duplicates I have. Business is good. Refugees have been arriving in town carrying all kinds of stuff, and They've brought books to trade for, well, the things that they need. So you've found some interesting curiosities, although a lot of them have brought just plain tat with them. Um, the cafe that you have agreed to meet Eamon at overlooks the city's enormous public park, which has slowly been uh, transformed into an enormous refugee camp over the last, well, over the last season. The, the tents and shanties are laid out with actually impressive precision. Uh, the city council has been as receptive as it can be, reasonably, and has tried to maintain some sense of public order in this sprawling town that is uh, kind of taken up residence inside of it. You find Eamon waiting at a table. He has bought a, um, a pot of coffee for you to share. And there are even a couple of pastries on a plate. Uh, he notices you as you come in. Uncle! Over here! Eamon, 
such extravagance. Well, what can I say? I got a bonus at work today. <laughs> well, it's been a while since I've had, I mean, good coffee is the coffee you can find. Yeah, yeah, I know. Don't tell anyone, but it's actually kind of shit. But uh, anyway, I hope you enjoy it. And he pours you a cup. My thanks. So tell me, how's business? Business has been it's been good. We've been having more and more people come in, and you know, some bring the usual sort of just fiction and, mm. and you know, the sort of thing that's going to be entertaining but doesn't hold any necessarily tangible value. But the place is starting to fill up, and I'm beginning to wonder if it might be time to start moving things around. Mm. Well, I mean, I kind of trust you on that. It all sounds Greek to me, but fascinating and. I certainly can't argue with your success. I've had just the most busy work at week today, Ooh. or week at work today. Ugh, the dragon's making himself a nuisance again. Oh, it's been so long. Remind, remind what, where are you working now? <laughs> uh, the legions moved me into an advisory role with the uh, with the city government. I I work as as. Uh, well, let's say a secretary to the counselors, but honestly, I spend most of my day running in forth, back and forth between people's offices, and yeah, <laughs> it's astonishing what people with a little bit of leverage think they can get out of you when when they decide to apply it. <laughs> now would I know it? Hmm. Oh, that reminds me. I have something for you. And he uh, opens his bag and pulls out a package. It's wrapped in um, uh, unbleached paper and tied with like uh, twine. Happy belated birthday or early birthday, maybe at this point. It's... But I came across it and I had the opportunity and I couldn't let it really pass through. <laughs> With things as busy as they are, yeah, early, late, it doesn't matter, the thought definitely does count. <laughs> May I open it? Please do. Thank you. It's, um, it's a book. I, I see. <laughs> uh, do, do you want to examine it? I, I would, yes. Okay, um, it is, uh, actually give me an investigate roll. Yes. If you apply your, your bookseller's eye to it. <laughs> That would be 17. All right. Um, it's a blank journal, but kind of expertly made. It's leather bound with a, a really nice, heavy stitched spine. Um, the paper is like, um, you could paint on it. Uh, it's, it's the buttery is what you want to say. The, the leather is buttery. The paper is, is, um, is luxurious. Come on, I, I know I said earlier about extravagance, but this, this is too much. Like I said, I had a, I had a busy but successful week at work. So let me pass it on to, to, to what family we have. Thank you. I, I, I was able to trade it for a stack of ration chits the size of my palm. <laughs> Given but, the way rations are going these days, this might be better eating anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's try not to let it get that bad. No. Anyway, uh, 
you know, mother, I've got to check in on her. But thank you for sharing this with me. Uh, what, what are you up to this evening? I plan just to go back and try to absorb as much as I can from the books before they move out of my possession again. Mm. Well. <sighs> Which is to say I'm open. <laughs> well, maybe I'll stop in then. Have you got anything interesting to read? Oh, I have actually the most interesting actuarial tables from 50 years ago. Can you imagine how much people used to put into insurance just to make sure a shipment of coffee made it across the sea? It's astonishing. It's almost unthinkable, really. Although, ugh. would it be strange to have nostalgia for that? For simple commerce? I mean, as complicated as it can get mathematically. Yeah, those were simpler times. Hmm. Well, you've always had an eye for those kind of patterns. I, uh, I'm afraid I tend to see things... Well, I don't have your eye for that kind of nuance, Uncle. <sighs> but I must be going. Also, I have good news. Oh? You're going to be a great uncle. Fantastic! I can hardly believe it. In the, sp in the spring. Oh. We'll let you know. Joyous news. Isn't it, though? <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm over the moon. Well, I do know exactly when I'm going to have to start this journal, then. <laughs> on, on the day I meet my great-nephew. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> well, I must be going. Um, take care of yourself over the weekend. Next week? Yes. Same place? Let's, let's make a habit of it. Sounds great. Uh, he picks up his bag and uh, bows and then heads off. Do you hang out? I'll, I mean, it would be a shame to, to waste whatever coffee is left. It would. You have one more appointment this evening. Mm -hmm. You have agreed to be the second for a distant acquaintance as she goes through her crucible ceremony. The crucible is a ritual half-elves, and presumably elves, when they still existed, could go through to remake their lives. They burn away the, the, the life that they've made for themselves and start over again, clean and fresh. Tamsin has rededicated, or is electing to rededicate herself, as an increasing number of your people have, to war. And the Legion is always recruiting. You've agreed to be at her home after dinner. So, you have a couple of hours if you want to do anything or get anything done. No, no I think at the most, head back to the bookshop, mm. close at normal hours there. Okay. And re Do you have any employees? No, this is a solely a personal run operation. Okay. I'm not, I'm not planning on dragging anyone else into this particular life, which isn't exactly going to be long-term profitable. All right. Well, the bookshop is as you left it. It's, um, yeah, 
organized, disorganized? Is it Black's books in here? I think it's pretty disorganized. I know where things are, but... When somebody comes in, you have to help them? Exactly. If they're coming to me, they're coming to find something that... Something specific. Mm. All right. Well, if that's what you're... Anything else before the ceremony? I might go back to my own, well, head upstairs to my my personal apartment and freshen up there. Okay. You always want to leave a good first impression. Mm. Um, The appointed hour comes, and I presume that you, you arrive on time? Correct. Okay. Tamsin's apartment is in the area of town that is frequently used by government functionaries. Um, it, it's, it's near the, uh, the, the provincial capital complex. And she seems to be something of an anchorite. There just isn't a lot of stuff in her apartment. And she looks at you and says, Tabansi, I'm, I'm, thank you so much for agreeing to do this for me. I really appreciate it. I, I know it can be difficult to find people to, to second this. It's, it's like saying goodbye to someone, but so few people understand that these days. Have you ever gone through it? No, not myself. I feel selfish. I just passed my fifth circle initiation. My boss is furious, I suppose. But um, you have to do what's right for you, right? And. Once I passed my fifth circle initiation, I knew that this is not me. Not anymore. When we live as long as we do, we need to be aware of that sort of change. Have but you eaten? I, no, I have not. I, I came here as, well, ready, but... <laughs> well, I, uh, I paid for, 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 for a spread. I. I was always told that we were supposed to feed our guests, but <laughs> she gestures at the empty apartment. Um, there's a knock at the door. Mm. I was like, "Oh, that that must be that must be the other guest." And she opens the door, and there's um, a woman in a legionnaire's um, uh, uniform, and she's like, "Uh." Tamsin? She says, yes, yes, you must be, uh, you must be left, uh, you must be Lieutenant Desha. Thank you. Come in. Come in, please. Uh, Desha, this is, this is Tabansi. Hello. Greetings. Oh, uh, she, she, she takes off her, her hat and places it under her arm and says, pleasure to meet you. Likewise. Have you ever done one of these before? I have not, but I've, I've, I'm familiar with the ceremony. Fascinating. I, I've read up on it, so I think I know what I'm supposed to do. Oh, good. That's means less to explain. <laughs> well, that's a relief. <laughs> uh, were there going to be other guests? I, I was told this is usually a family affair. And Tamson says, "Oh, no, no, this is everyone. We can get, we can get started whenever you're ready." Right. Would- do you need to eat at all? No, no, I've, I've, I've eaten. All right. Well, then, 
Perhaps we should make the preparations. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I, I suppose so. Um, set out in the... Her apartment is basically a, um, uh, a cube of glassy, smooth concrete with one open facing, um, looking out into the city. Um, it normally, when it was built, it would have insulated quite nicely. But now that it's starting to get, now that the, the weather is getting hotter and hotter and hotter, it's starting to feel a bit like a brick oven in here. Mm. And you can imagine uh, this place is going to have to get torn down because it's not going to be inhabitable in another couple of decades. Mm -hmm. uh, the kitchen, with its modest spread of food, things like flatbreads, hummus, root vegetables, um, it, it looks like she may have spent a couple of days rations to just, you know, offer the ceremonial, the ritualistic amount of, of hospitality here. Mm -hmm. um, and set in the middle of her very modest living room is an enormous brass bowl. Uh, there's there's a, a, a carpet laid out in front of it. And um, she has set next to it a stack of things. Give me a perception roll. Mm -hmm. 15 plus the 722. There is a, um, it looks like a triple or quadruple helix of, um, of, of wood. It's not a sculpture. It looks like it was actually grown this way. And you mm -hmm. recognize that as a wand mm. uh, or an arcane focus. There is a book that looks like a personal journal that is like stuffed with pages and it's bound with a belt. It looks old and well used as if it's been opened and riffled through for hours a day um, for, for decades. You, you, it's, it's in bad shape, but it's cared for. Like the, um, the leather itself is just saturated with, with hand oils. Um, and that seems to be what she's, what she's offering or what she's going to be burning away. Um, she places them in the bowl and looks at the two of you and says, shall, shall we get started then? I just do want to be sure, Tamsin, that you are going into this with eyes open. I, I know that we don't take this ritual lightly, but things aren't going to be easy for anyone in the coming times. And, well, I mean, I, I don't want the world to lose what you have brought to it. I, I appreciate the thought, um, but I, I've, I've been over this. I've, I've thought about it a lot. I've talked about it with people, and I, I, I just feel that this is what's right for me right now. I, I think I have something else to offer the world that isn't being well reflected in, in what, what, what being a wizard is, is giving me right now. But I, thank you. Thank, thank, thank you for asking. I, I do have to respect the ritual, but I... I... I, times are different now. I know it. 
I know it. I, when I started this, who could have imagined this world? Really, who could have imagined the world? But I can't... I can't keep scrying forward like this. You know, I, I, I see the future. It's, it's inherent in what I do. And I don't want to do that anymore. And she looks over at the legionnaire and says, I, I'm ready to fight now. I want to fight now. I'm ready to stand and fight. Shall we get started? Let us do what needs to be done. She takes the book and puts it in the, the brass bowl. And she takes the, the wand and puts it in the brass bowl. And from an urn, she, she pours oil and takes a handful of herbs from a basket next to it and puts them on top. And then looks confused and then puts more oil on top of that and takes out a, a striker. And she said, she hands it to you. My, my hands are shaking. You know this isn't what I do. Uh, the legionnaire looks over at you and says, I can do it. You're going to be doing this to her for a very long time to come. Okay. This, you know this has to be you. She strikes the flint. And, uh, the oil catches fire and the herbs catch fire. And there is suddenly like uh, a huge gout of smoke as you know, the oils and the, uh, the oils and the herbs all like uh, flash water into steam. Uh, the fragrance is pleasant. And under it, you can smell the uh, almost reflexive uh, smell of burning paper and ink. You know, the kind of thing that like almost gives you like a, no, no, please no, uh, something bad. And uh, she, she, she kneels next to it and watches it burn. And it burns for intensely for, for a little while. And then suddenly there is like a, um, the smoke dissipates as it seems like the temperature increases. And the flames, which were like, you know, flickering orange flames, like from a poorly made fire, suddenly stabilize and turn pink almost. And they, they burn blowtorch hot. And suddenly there's nothing left. Even the heat itself is dissipated. 
And she's, she looks at it and says, she like taps her hands together. I don't, I was expecting, I don't, I don't feel any different. I don't, did it work? Uh, and the lieutenant lowers a hand to her and she takes the hand and stands up and says, I suppose I should ask for your vow now. And Tamsin says, I, I suppose, yes, that would be best, wouldn't it? Get it, get it over with right away. And she goes through the vow of the, 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 or, sorry, the oath to the Legion and to the, the government of the Epistemic Republic to guard its laws and its people to place yourself in harm's way. And while this is going on, Tamsin is kind of like nodding. Mm -hmm. And she keeps nodding, not quite seeming to know if what she was is really gone or not. Afterwards, <laughs> she takes you both out for drinks. The world seems normal. What do you do? Continue to talk with her. You talk for a while. It feels like your last normal night. It isn't. You have years of those left. But this one sticks with you for a while. You never see Tamsin again. After the Flood, Strand Lines, Hella Ironblood's story, Infinitive. It's a spring day in the nameless city of Innominata. It is the afternoon of your 30th birthday when you arrive home. Gonna look around for my dad. You find your dad in the kitchen with an older woman that you don't recognize. She is an ancient dwarven woman. Um, and when I say that she's old, for dwarves, this means that her skin, which people describe as being marble-like, has become so compact and dense that it is translucent. Her ears look like they've been napped out of flint. Your father is serving her tea. Hey, Dad, I'm back. Child, I'm glad. Happy birthday. Thank you. We have a guest. Hello there. She doesn't stand. She looks over to you um, with her mug of tea and says, Hello, child. I'm your grandmother, and I'm very pleased to meet you. The honor is mine. Naturally. You may leave us now, she says to your father, who um, 
nods and gets up and leaves the kitchen. And before he goes, he stops near you and says, be on your best behavior, little one. Of course. And he goes and leaves the house, you think, from the sound of the door slamming. How should I call you, grandmother? You can call me grandmother for now. I hope your health is well. It is. And yours? I'm well. Thank Good. you. Would you like some tea? Yes. I'll grab some. Yeah, she, she gestures to where the teapot is. Yeah. And I'll, I guess, sit down. I'm assuming she's at the table. I'll sit mm -hmm. down across from her. Yeah. And just wait. Uh, give me a spot roll. Is that perception? Uh, it should be whiz with, yeah. Okay, um, Perception, 12. yes, 12. 12. Um, you notice a gnarled wooden staff leaning against the, 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 the breakfast table mm -hmm. at her side. She's wearing well-worn traveling clothes that nevertheless look impressive. These are um, expensive, well-tailored, well-crafted, but very practical. Um, in particular, you notice that the sleeves are, um, you know, poofy at the upper arms, but bound t tightly at the forearms, as if to leave the hands free. Um, a well-worn leather pack rests next to her chair. Uh, have you traveled far to be here? I have. I've been on my way for many months now. The city is fascinating. I understand that it has quite the feature at its core. The vault. The vault. Have you ever been inside? Only once. Good. Are you sure it's only been once? To my knowledge, it's been once. Can you show me how you got in? Would you come with me? I would very much like that. Okay, then I will lead her towards the vault. She puts down her teacup, trusting apparently that your father will clean it up. Oh yeah, probably me later, but yeah. Let's go. Have... You should bring a bag, several days of clothes, your traveling shoes. Okay, just let me uh, hurry upstairs. Please, uh, please stay with your tea for a moment. That's very gracious of you. Thank you. I'll wait here. Okay, so I've just arrived home, and I'll have my bag with me. So I'm going to take it upstairs to my room, dump it out, shove things, try to find stuff that smells clean. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and grab some some boots from by the door. Hmm. And, uh, okay, I'm ready to go. All right, let's go then. And she allows you to lead her through the town. Mm. Uh, do you take a circuitous route? Do you take a straightforward path? Directly. Directly? Okay. Um, do you move quickly or...? I try to maintain pace with her. Okay. She moves um, deliberately. Mm. And her presence in this place, even though she is a... You know, she's small. She's not a big person. But she parts water like... Or she parts the crowd like 
a boulder moving through a stream. People just seem to get out of her way. She has, she's one of those people with just those presences. Yeah, I try to ignore them mm -hmm. and focus on her. Uh, even if people don't seem to, it's not like people are like, oh, Leopold, mm -hmm. right? But, you know, she's direct. Um, and you lead her to the vault. Mm -hmm. uh, the vault is now an enormous structure made of glo glossy black stone that's reflective and the rupture in its side is clean and sharp still after decades of exposure to the elements. Um, the guard at its front steps forward and says, hey, can I help you? And your grandmother, without gesturing, hands him a note. He cracks open the note and reads it. Can I try to get a sneaky glance at what the note says? Uh, sure, give me a, a perception roll. 14. She does not notice you peeking. Um, it is a brief note, and you recognize on it the seal of the, um, uh, of the master of the town. Hmm. It's, it looks very brief. Uh, 14, you said? Yeah. That's not good enough to get the, like, the, the actual message, but yeah. it's like, the impression you get is like, give her whatever she was, asks for, dumbass. Yep. Um, and you enter the vault. Or she, she just leads you into it. Yeah. Um, the vault itself is... Eh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. It's bigger on the inside. You, it is uh, a non-physical space oh. past a certain uh, past a certain threshold. When you enter the vault, it regresses in smaller and smaller spaces, like a honeycomb, but not like a honeycomb, like a foam blown into this black glass of rooms. Um, it. The storage space is said to be fractal, if that means anything specific to Hella. I'm not sure it does. But it, um, it is functionally an infinite surface area contained within a finite space. <laughs> she looks around and, with her staff, raises it and uh, it starts to glow. Not bad. Not bad, she says to you. You've only come in here once. Yes. I'm not sure I could have resisted the temptation. There's not much for me to do in here. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, she steps forward and her, the light source on her staff stops reflecting off any ground, it seems. Almost as if 
whatever surface she's standing on is just absorbing the light. Oh. Some surfaces seem mirrored, but others are just like utterly matte. And she bangs the staff on the ground and says, Hello? I'm here to call in an old favor. I'm here to speak to the ringed wave. And um, out of the darkness above her, a, uh, well, a ringed wave appears, like a single line of light, a wave bound in a ring. And it modulates as it makes this noise that your ears interpret as speech. And it says, speak. She looks up at it and she says, oh, that's no way to treat an old friend. The wave pauses for a moment and says to her, or it says to all of you, it's like, it is an uncommon thing to have audience with the Archmage. State your business. And she says, I'm here to give my granddaughter a gift. I require your services. It says, what do you offer in return? She says, this is important to me, so I'll offer you a favor to be declared later. The wave vanishes. She looks around. She says, well, I guess it's thinking about it. Thinking about it? These things are tedious sometimes. I don't, honestly, I don't blame you. Maybe you're showing more sense than I gave you credit for by not coming in here very often. Have you been in here? No, but I know the type. It appears around you suddenly and says, we assent to your offer. Where shall I carry you? Mother. It's fine. It's fine. They're dramatic. Take us to the first mountain. And there is a sudden burst of air. It feels like all the air is suddenly sucked out of your lungs. And then a thunderclap of noise as air rushes back in <laughs> and suddenly you're standing on a rocky escarpment high above an alpine forest there's wind and there is the slight crunch of snow beneath your feet as you drop just like yeah you know, a centimeter almost where is the first mountain where where is this it's about a week's travel from your home. Okay. By, by some measures. Or instantaneous travel if you know the right people. She pulls out a pipe <laughs> from a pouch and starts, uh, or, and a pouch of tobacco and starts packing the pipe. I'm just going to look around. 
kind of take it all in. Sure. Do you want to give me a perception roll? Sure. 16. The mountain is itself almost like a pile of gravel where you are now. It leads, like, you're on M. It feels like jagged, enormous monoliths of rock jutting out from a pile of rubble. But the, the, the rock itself is huge. Right. It is very much a mountain, but it isn't like outside of character. It isn't like the Rockies. Yeah. Right. It's something it's like that feels different. Pile of stuff instead yeah. of mountain. Exactly. Um, and below it, you can see stretching out a forest. You're you're evidently quite elevated. Yeah. Um, your your grandmother says, "Careful of your footing. Slipping here won't." necessarily kill you, but I wouldn't recommend it. Are you feeling okay? I suppose. Was that your first teleportation? Yes. To my knowledge. You say that a lot. Do you often have things that you're not, that you don't remember happen to you? Well, you asked if I was certain it was the first time, and I'm not certain. That's a very fair answer. I was really more curious if you might have been omitting something from your dear old grandmother. No, I wouldn't. I believe you. She draws on her pipe and blows, like, two jets of smoke from her nostrils. All right. This way. And you notice, with that roll, that there is actually a bit of a path that she follows. I follow where she walks, trying to stay stable. Hmm. Um, give me an athletics roll. 19. Oh, you're easily able to keep pace with her. Um, She's a bit old. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there are times when you could slip maybe a bit. Not that you're going to fall off the mountain by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, this is a hike. Mm -hmm. And it'll take a couple of hours to get where you're going. Uh, so you, you make the climb necessary without any enormous exertion on your part. In fact, it seems a bit natural to you. Mm. At a certain point, Far before you reach the summit, you're trekking through kind of a, um, a crevasse in the mountain, a split in one of these enormous rocks. And she says, well, here we are. I want you to look around and tell me what you see. All right, perception. 17. The rock here is split open. And it's not even rock in the way that you think of it as these gray, like, boulders that you might find pushed up from a field. This is um, almost like pages of a book in that they seem smooth and flat and planar. Mm. And here they've split apart. And what you see examining, examining them closely is the imprint of living things. Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna rub my hands all over that. Yeah. Yeah, just trace the patterns. Uh, do you have nature knowledge? No. Do you want to roll it anyway? Sure. See what you can intuit? So just 20 plus int. Uh, 12. You think these are sea creatures, but they're unlike anything that you've ever heard about before. They're too big. They look like insects, but they're too big for land, anything that would crawl on land. They would have needed water to support them. You see feathery limbs or antenna, hard carapaces. The suggestion of gills on the side of what might be some kind of fish, although it's not like any fish that you've seen. Maybe it evokes some kind of cave animal. Grandmother, are these bones, are these animals as old as these rocks? Exactly as old as these rocks. What can you tell me about them? They're dead? Yes. They're old. They're very high up. There's no water here. What does that tell you? That's all good. Either there was water here or these rocks were where water was. Do you see any water around you, child? No. Can you imagine when this place could have been underwater? Everything would have been underwater. Very good. Keep looking and tell me what you find. Okay. Should I move like further in? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna keep looking at the walls and okay. moving in. Uh, give me another perception roll. Net 20, 21. You are, are you still running your hand along it? Oh yeah. Okay. You are tracing um, the graceful line of what looks like a plant, some kind of aquatic plant. Hmm. When you run across what is unmistakably a handprint. And it is so familiar to you that you almost don't notice it at first because you're running your finger along this thing and then all of a sudden your hand just slips into this imprint in the wall. So is it the same size as my hand? Very nearly. It has the proportions of a dwarven hand. Grandmother, is this as old as the animals? And the rock? Exactly as old, child. Were the people under the water with the animals, or...? One was, yes. A living person? She was. Who was she? She had no name, because she was the first dwarf. We have always been with this world. And this is my gift to you on this, your birthday. You don't have your mother's name yet, do you? No. Then I'm here to bestow it upon you. Look carefully at that hand. 
and next to the hand, you see the curled shape of a dwarven woman. Flattened and preserved in much the same way as the other living things here. We know what happened here. This woman came here to gather water from the shore when a landslide covered her and every living thing that you see here. Next to her hand are dwarven runes, or what maybe now are recognized as dwarven runes. And they say the word, Ela, I was in this conjugation. She says, behold the first words written on this world. One million generations have come and gone. Do you know how we know this? No. We saw, we remembered, we read, and we passed on that knowledge. There has been an unbroken thread from the dawn of this world to this world as it is now. And this is what I name you, Hela, I am. Even in this broken world, we will not forget. Do you understand? I do. This is your name now. I need you to not forget it. Thank you, grandmother. Come on, we shall eat. After the flood, strand lines. Peter's story. This. Peter, it's two days until the festival of Bis, the solstice festival. Mm -hmm. in Inominata, the city without name, your hometown. And you are tending the greenhouse while Magistress Tolbrook, your mentor Thomas, and your mother are arguing inside. Okay. Um, am I able to make out what they're arguing about? Thomas is angry and frustrated about things, and he sounds like he's being very defensive. Okay. Uh, but if you want to give me a perception roll, yeah. you can hear what they're arguing about. I do want to try, at least. Um, it's not going to be great. That is a five. A five. Yeah. Uh, with a five, you don't hear exactly what they're saying, but at one point you do hear Thomas yell, it's the simplest possible evocation. I don't know how he did that. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't have been able to do that. And to be fair, that's not surprising because Thomas isn't a wizard. Thomas is a farmer. And he's learned how to do a couple of spells. And the nature of magical learning is that the last step before you're really allowed to call yourself a magic user of any kind is that you have to be able to teach somebody else. Okay. And so he's been trying to teach you. And it's not really his facility. Mm -hmm. It's not anything he's particularly good at, to be Some to people be are just not meant to be teachers. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, he's trying his best. Yeah. Um, Do I recall what incident he's talking about? Uh, he wanted you to cast, uh, you know, just a light spell. Mm -hmm. Just use light. And 
it went wrong. Okay. You know, sometimes when you're casting spells, things go wrong. And there was a large flash of light, and then there was some fire, and it got all put out. It's fine. Mm -hmm. No one was hurt. But then the Magister came out, and she told you to maybe go, go, go work in the greenhouse for a little bit and tend to the plants. Okay. Um, well, she got things figured out. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you feel about working in the greenhouse? The greenhouse is where they grow like a bunch of the special herbs and plants that magic users need before yeah. they fashion their um, their arcane focus mm -hmm. that really takes the place of most of those things. So it's you know it's kind of busy work. I feel like Peter is uh, any especially Peter growing up was any excuse to not be learning magic. Okay, was his thing. Like he was, he took any 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 excuse at all just mm. to be like, I don't want to be in that classroom or in that room with my mentor. Is just boring, and I don't want to do it. And who needs it? Like, okay, you know, kind of thing. It's it's kind of the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. uh, there's snow falling on the glass roof. Okay. Um, typically, you know, sometimes taking care of the greenhouse means getting up on the roof and brushing the snow off so that it doesn't you know, uh, wind up covering all the light. Yeah. Um, but right now you're just inside kind of like watering and weeding yeah. a little bit. Um, I'll do that for as long as I can. Okay. Um, again, actively, and maybe even like if somebody is going to call for me, mm -hmm. I'll just like actively ignore the first couple times, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to pretend like, oh, right. sorry, I didn't hear you, but Peter definitely heard like if somebody's going to come after me. Yeah. Or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, from inside you hear Thomas yell like, Peter. Yeah. I let it like run like three or four times before he you know, like finally drag my boots out of that greenhouse. Uh, finally, um, it, after you ignore him once or twice, uh, Magister Talbrook yeah. just comes, comes into the greenhouse. Okay. And she like comes up next to you and says, It's time to come inside, Peter. You're not in trouble. It's okay. Well, then what were you arguing about? If I'm not in trouble... Thomas is just frustrated, and I think we've, we've come up with something that will work for you. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a choice. Right? <laughs> not anymore, no. No. I don't. So I guess, yeah, let's go. Okay. So she, she leads you into um, her office, yeah. her, her chamber, her, you know, her workroom, uh, and your mother is sitting there. Okay. And Thomas is gone. And um, they invite you to sit down. How old am I currently? Thirteen. He does that thing where it's like... Okay. Uh, your mother says, Well, Peter, I think, I think everything's going to be all right. Okay. For who? For all of us. So you. Peter, don't be like this. Right, fine. Um, 
Yeah, great. Cool. Look, I don't know what happened, right? I if I'm in trouble for that... I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. Okay? All right. We're, we're all just trying to work for a solution here. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear it? Uh, well, I don't have much of a choice, so... Uh, Magister Tolbrook says, we think it's time for you to to do your wilding ritual. Okay. And I think it's time for you to do it now. Right now. Right now. It'll take three days. All right. Uh, give me a wisdom save. Okay. Uh, six. Uh, you're going to miss the Solstice Festival. Mm -hmm. And that... You're a teenage boy. Yeah. That pisses you off. Yeah. 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 So... So why I'm, now? And the reason better be good. <laughs> Well, we can't really wait any longer, can we? You're getting, you're, you're too powerful, Peter. It's not my fault. No, Why am I constantly fault. being punished for it's this? Not, it's not a punishment. Well, it's what it feels like. Everyone's arguing. People are yelling. Nobody will tell me anything. We're trying to keep you as well informed as we can, but we don't know what you can and can't do yet. We just don't. We don't see people with your abilities very often. I haven't seen anyone with your abilities before. Okay. So... And that means that I can't have a normal life for whatever reason. None now of us... Now I have to miss the festival. Your mother says, none of us have had a normal life. Not one of us has had a normal life ever. Here we go again. I'm not happy about it either. Okay? I wanted us to spend... Just one normal festival day together. Yeah. But I guess we don't get that, do we? Right, fine. Whatever. I mean, I don't have much of a say in the matter. Mm -hmm. My, I, 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 I don't, like, I can say no, but that, does that change anything? You know, uh, Magister Tolbrook says, not anymore. Great. Cool. Um, I guess, yes, then. I'd have to do it. Okay. Um, the wilding ritual yeah. is a ritual where you spend three days out in the world. Okay. We'll give you everything you need. Uh-huh. And you need to spend three days out just in the idol. We think it's the best match for you. We think your, your abilities come from the idol. They come from the way the world reshapes itself, from the way the world heals itself. And if there's an answer for how you are supposed to live in this world, it's out there, not here. I can't teach you. 
I can only educate you. You have to, you're going to have to learn this on your own. I guess, I mean, out of character. Mm -hmm. um, does Peter know anything? Like, has Peter ever been outside of this city? I'm assuming no. Uh, yeah, a couple of camping trips, maybe a friend's birthday. Yeah, but nothing like, like you're on your own. Yeah. Out in the wilderness. In the middle of winter. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you want me to go into the idol by mm -hmm. myself for three days. Mm-hmm. It's been a mild winter, Peter. It's been a very mild winter so far. Okay. I'm not worried about the weather. Your mother actually looks distraught at that. Yeah. I don't know what we expect to happen out there, but I found references. Books aren't going to help me here. Yeah, it's more than that. I've spoken with the, the orc elders. Uh huh. They have similar, they have similar, people showing similar things. Like what I'm showing? Yeah. It's more common among them, and this is how they handle it. They ship them out into the woods for three days. On the off chance that they won't survive, and then they're not a problem anymore. Is that right? No. We, we don't want you to die out there. And your mother actually, like, like uh, stifles a sob. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what it feels like. But, if it's got to be done, it's got to be done. I can't just sit here, can I? That I has never been the option. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Cool. Uh, really glad that I have this gift. It's wonderful, isn't it? We don't know. Um, am I the only person in my family to have this? Yes. Yes. Do you have siblings? No. No? Okay. One and done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty, basically it. Yeah. Just okay. One single kid. And that was it. Um. It's never so, shown up. It's, I guess it's never shown up in any of my family tree at all. It's just like, all of a sudden it was like. Yeah. It yeah. one. And what about, um. Unless you think it would be interesting if, like, one of your no, uncles, I like, cousins... No, I like this. Okay. It gives me more of a reason to be upset about it, mm -hmm. you know, because Peter is feeling like any kid would, yeah, well, it's, and just being picked on, like they're feeling Yeah, it's totally out. unfair. Yeah, it's like, I didn't ask for it, mm -hmm. so why am I being punished? Right, and... Now I'm just lashing out. Like, literally everyone else who learns magic in your hometown yeah. does so voluntarily. Yeah. And they choose basically what they want to learn and how they learn it. Okay. Except yeah. for you. Yeah. I'm the first? You're the first in this town. In this town? Maybe the first in this generation okay. or in a couple of generations. Yeah. But what you have is very like, it's literally called wild magic. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> you come from a, a 
The Republic's approach to magic was very orderly. It was very regimented. It was a profession that you followed. Well, from a, a culture that created living spells, yeah. Yeah. Regiment and order are like number one when dealing with magic, as mm -hmm. far as they're concerned, right? And maybe people had this before, and they were just trained out of it. When they're mm -hmm. like, hey, I kind of have an affinity for magic. Maybe I should learn it. And then they would just learn how to cast spells as a wizard mm -hmm. instead of developing their natural talents. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't exist anymore. All right. So you're sent home with your mother. Yeah. And together you pack several days worth of clothes, heavy clothes, mittens, boots, um, scarves, hats, mm -hmm. um, all the good stuff, all the heavy stuff, uh, until you're feeling like, yeah, this is quite a lot of stuff. This is more stuff than you possibly need. Yeah. Um, and then food. Um, and at the end, your mother hands you um, a bundle and hands it to you. And says, there, there, now you're done. And the bundle is... Um, it is a, uh, a weighty brick that's a little spongy, about this big. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Um, Give me a perception roll. Okay. What? It's the solstice fruit cake. Ah. Yeah. Like, it's not a slice of it. <laughs> it's just the whole thing? Yeah. Mom... scared me too and she like hugs you I'm sorry that sorry I'm so difficult all the time she shushes you and says you're perfect now go and beat this thing Okay. And then he'll take the fruit cake and put it in his backpack and no hug or anything. Mm -hmm. Doesn't say anything, it just leaves. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Magister has given you like a sealed envelope mm -hmm. uh, to, 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 to read when you're ready to head out. Yeah. Um, I'll get outside the city first before I read it. Okay. Um, it's the vaguest possible directions. Yeah. Uh, she's spoken with the, um, the, the elders of the Star Eyes tribe. Okay. And they have said that they usually just... They're, um, they're outer circle initiates. Um, just go out and they, they, they draw on their magic, like greedily. Um, in a place where there's no one around, mm -hmm. right? They can't hurt anyone out there. Uh, their magic can just go absolutely, like, wild. Mm -hmm. And um, that usually helps them get a grip on it in a way that doesn't interfere with anything else. So she says, you know, 
um, you know, like prestidigitation, right? So use that just abundantly whenever you can. Don't even like, don't even tie your own shoes with your hands, mm -hmm. yeah, right? Just everything. Like draw on it as, as <clears throat> much as you need to in the ways that you need to. Uh, what's your first level spell? Uh, I have two. Mm -hmm. um, I have Witch Bolt and Shield. Okay. Um, use those whenever you can, whenever you think it's convenient. Okay. Um, and normally, like, Witch Bolt, that's a, that's, that's a dangerous thing to know. Yeah. Um, and you learn that kind of on your own because it's cool. Yeah. Probably, I like, guess. I guess nobody is going to really, well, I guess nobody, the people would know what the spell is, but Peter obviously doesn't know what it is. It's just something that happens, mm -hmm. right? And I picked Witch Bolt because it's like a random, I think it's a random element. Like, it's just a thing that happens. Yeah. You know I mean, like, it's just like a, it's just a chance of something. It's something. He's just channeling this energy into any way he knows how. Mm -hmm. And it just happens. You know? Right. Um, and for the record, you do kind of know how to like survive, right? This is it's a, it's a city, but it's also kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I'm right? not like a complete idiot. Right? Yeah, no, not at all. Not yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. Like you know how to build a shelter. Okay. Right. You've yeah. done, say, the equivalent of like Boy Scouts. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I'm you assuming that everybody knows. Yeah, that growing up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Boy Scouts. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, I'll get out of the city. Mm -hmm. um, I'll open the letter. Okay. I'll read it. Um, as you, yeah, it, it's it's that. It's just that. Just explaining, like, yeah, you gotta just go out there and just do your thing. Yeah, draw on it until you're exhausted. Okay. Um, um, and as you're leaving the town, you can see people bringing in, like, um, Bis is a festival where it's the shortest day of the, of the year, mm -hmm. or the longest night of the year. And the idea is that um, you keep a bonfire burning all night. Okay. And it's like this big, happy festival with lots of music and dancing and singing and feasting. And you wait, you burn out the night. Mm -hmm. And then the sun comes back. Okay. And then everyone, like, goes and sleeps it off. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and so people are like, it's also kind of like a purging festival where you take all the all this stuff you don't need. Right, all the things that you've accumulated that you don't want anymore, all the things that are worn out that aren't working for you, are kind of like you just burn it, and okay. it's gone, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. And if you don't have anything, that's also great. Mm -hmm. uh, but people are like bringing in bundles of like uh, of um, like pitch is one of the things that gets burned quite a lot. And then there's also like people have been prepping um, various like alchemical stuff that makes the fire burn interesting colors and. Um, it's it, it, it's always kind of like really wild. Okay. So internally, Peter is treating this. I'm going to attempt to use so much magic that I can never do it again. Okay. Um, because he's forced when he's leaving town, everybody's coming in, right? Mm -hmm. Or a lot of a, a fair amount of people are coming in. They're talking. They're laughing. They're all getting preparations for this big festival, and he's essentially being exiled mm -hmm. into the idol during the one thing that he was looking forward to most in his young life. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, I am just going to try to get 
out there as fast as possible to get this over with. And I'm going to do things too, like if I have to move a branch, or mm -hmm. like rather than use my hands, it's like press the digitation. Like I use that to move right. any kind of simple, whatever movement. I don't even care if people see me do it. Either, right. You know. Okay. If it, if it starts snowing, I'll. I don't know if it works like this, but like I'll use a shield. Like I'll cast shield over my head. Okay. Kind of like stop it that way. I don't know if it works like that, but. Sure, yeah. you can try. Maybe it yeah. does. Maybe it right? does. Yeah, Peter's going to try everything that they always told him to never do because it's too dangerous. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the first night, um, when you get out into the idol, it's yeah. kind of like rolling grasslands. Yeah. For a, a ways around it, and getting outside the city, you actually have to walk through like cultivated fields for a while that are, are reasonably stable mm -hmm. before you get out into the places where it's actually like it can change over the course of a couple of months right like a, 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 a what what is a fairly like flat prairie might evolve into a forest and then into kind of like a badlands or into a swamp but things things can change over the course of a couple of months yeah it's not like it's constantly um, uh, mutating processes here move quickly okay at least on a geologic scale mm -hmm. um you give me a survival roll Oof. oh boy these are all my like a four uh you kind of get a shelter built mm -hmm. um in a place that seems to you like it should be out of the wind. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you build something that sucks, mm -hmm. most people know it sucks. Right. I am assuming. Yes. I know this sucks. Yeah, you can you can kind of tell fairly on early yeah. on that you're like, oh, I've forgotten how to do this. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Yeah, that's also kind of like frustrating yeah um but like nothing you're not in danger okay here yeah. right and as night falls you you can kind of do whatever you want really i am going to i guess he's doing what they told him the first night at least he'll just keep prestigitationing keep casting light just over and over and over and over and mm. over again, pushing his body like as hard as he can until he basically falls asleep. Okay. Right? Like he's trying to tire himself out. Um, roll me, you can use uh, first level spells twice. Yes. So roll me two die 20. Okay. Uh, I got a 12 mm -hmm. and a 17. Okay. That, that's fine. Okay. Uh, n nothing goes wrong, right? Okay. You feel like. Well, this isn't a big deal. Yeah. Right. Like, it didn't feel like it did earlier in the day. No. Yeah. It it comes to you easily. You can kind of, like, if you're casting shield, then you actually like. It feels protected, mm -hmm. right? Like you feel safe when you cast shield. When you cast witch bolt, you feel like you command it. Okay. Right. Like it's not actually that scary. Okay. Because there's nothing you can hurt here. Yeah. Um. Give me a perception roll. 
17. You catch um, movement above you. Okay. Um, I'm not going to, like, look at it. Mm-hmm. I'll see it out of the corner of my eye because I'm, I'm assuming I'm, like, doing something. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, movement. I stop. And I breathe in. And I'm just going to wait. Okay. An owl. I do that thing where, like, you look up, like, kind of like, I don't want to move my mm. head, right? Like, so. A big, white, fluffy owl. Okay. Is, hov- like, almost hovering soundlessly above you. And then its wings collapse and it dives. At me? No, not at you. Not at me? Okay. It, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, a video of a snowy owl mm-hmm. pouncing, but it, like, hits a drift of snow and struggles for a bit and then lifts out a mouse. Okay. And, um, and flies away with it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and near where the mouse was, there is, like, The snow almost looks like it's, when the snow is disrupted, it lifts up a little bit. Okay. Like there's an updraft. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll go check that out. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, what do you do? Well, I mean, I'll walk over to it. Is it just like, is there, so it's like something's blowing from the bottom, like underneath, like under the ground? Yeah. Yeah. Almost like that. And, but like very gently, it took, um, it took the owl breaking the snow to, um, actually make enough of a, of like break up the snow enough for any effect to be visible. I guess. Can I use like prestidigitation just to like clear some of the snow away? Yeah, sure. You can. Yeah, like, I'll do that. Um, under the snow and because you use prestidigitation instead of like violently brushing it away or like physically brushing it away with your hands you reveal what you reveal uh, a circle made of stones okay like but it's, individual stones when i say a circle of stones I, i'm like you you imagine like rocks placed in a circle yeah instead of like rocks they are intricately wound patterns of pebbles um that are definitely feel magical to you. Okay. Um, do you have arcane? Yeah. Roll arcane for me, please. Uh, that is an 18. This is a teleportation sigil. Okay. As in, like, what do I know about this and how it works? Because I'm, I'm assuming that if I can recognize it by sight mm-hmm. and by reading the runes, is it like a one-way thing? Or is it like, do I know how it's activated? Uh, the way these work is that one will point to another one. Okay. Basically, and you can use one to go back. Yeah. Um, and wherever you wind up, there'll be another teleportation, uh, circle, but wherever that points, you don't know, right? It may, maybe, maybe it's a two-way tunnel 
or maybe that one points to yet a different one. Do I know how to activate it? With an 18? Yeah. yeah maybe. Maybe. I mean, I'm going to try. Okay. Um, the other thing that you notice with an 18? Yeah. You don't think anyone made this. Like it's natural? Like it's natural. What do I know about the idol? The idol is... Um, you had a lecture yeah. <laughs> once, and there was like a slate chalkboard with like lots of arrows pointing at it and formulas drawn. But the idol is where um, this world that you live in, the material plane, mm -hmm. is, isn't where the elemental planes intersect. It is the intersection of those planes. Yeah. So it, um, it is formed because everything else hybridizes here. Okay. Um, and the idol is the, the, the bleeding edge of that intersection. It's like um, a raw manifestation of yeah, some of like, elemental plane? Yeah, the, the, the elemental planes elemental and then the outer planes and the ethereal planes, all combining to make your world. Um, yeah. this, is, this is the fountainhead. Yeah, so like there's like a, if you think about like all the planes are like crisscross over top of one each other, mm -hmm. one each other, and then like ours is like right in the middle, right? Like yeah. It's just like everything's kind of this is bled the into, okay. Right, or the eddy. Yeah. Um, so uh, the idol is not quite chaotic because that implies that it's random and unpredictable. Mm -hmm. The idol um, moves in ways that can be anticipated, but or it evolves in ways that can be anticipated because the, the, the probabilities are weighted in certain ways. Every individual change might be random. Like if, if you think of flipping a coin, mm -hmm. right? You m won't be able to predict which side the coin will come up. But you know if you flip it 100 times, you should get 50-ish heads, 50-ish tails. Yeah. Right? That's, that's the kind of randomness you're dealing with here. Okay. Um, the idol has seasons. The idol kind of has um, long, long modes of behavior it has long waves do you mean modes of behavior in that how active it is or how yeah sometimes it sometimes it settles down sometimes it becomes more active um it and the only thing i can tell about this teleportation circle mm -hmm. is that that's it there's no other like it doesn't tell me i guess by looking at it doesn't tell me where it goes or like there's no writing on it you know what i mean like there's no like i mean obviously there's runes right inscribed on it but it doesn't give any more information than that yeah it the the runes tell you where it goes in the most useless way possible okay <laughs> because it tells you basically the address of the teleportation circle it's going to okay and that means nothing to you yeah. <laughs> unless you're familiar with them Okay. Right. It's it's both perfectly precise and completely useless. Yeah. Well, I mean, they told me to burn myself out, so I'm going to try to activate it. Okay. Um, I should have looked up the rules for this. But let's say that, um, how do you try to, to activate it? Um... Well, Peter wouldn't really know what to do. Mm -hmm. So he would just be trying to dump magical energy into it. That's the only thing he knows how to do. 
Okay. Really, is like he opens up the floodgate essentially, mm-hmm. and just like you know I mean, he doesn't have to put his hands out, but he does anyway, just because like that's just something humans need to do to like, mm-hmm. you know, like that, and just like tries to figure it out. Like he's just like feeling because he's obviously can feel magic like all the time, right? Right. So he's just trying to feel it and trying to kind of like um, slot himself in because he's assuming I'm assuming that it's like a river. Right? Right. And he's kind of like just trying to get into the stream and make it work like that. Okay. As you're doing that, you hear a voice, like almost at your ear, saying, It's easier than that. Nobody? Uh, Perception roll. Yeah, like I look around, like I stop, I'm just like, Who? What's a five? Nothing. Can't tell. hearing things and he'll just go back to doing what he's doing okay um you almost feel like your magic pushing against the a, a bubble of the much more powerful stable magic of this circle mm-hmm. and pushing it's not working mm-hmm. i can't try to go under it or i'm not uh, trying to go through it i'm trying to work with it Going under it, it almost feels like as you push your magical energies against it, they slide under it and then are drawn through it and okay. vanish. Like like it's shaped like a donut or a torus. Oh, okay. Right, like it, it pushing against it doesn't deform it. It doesn't it doesn't activate it in any way, but trying to slide under it or over top of it, it's like almost slippery. And mm-hmm. just gets sucked into the middle of it. Huh. Well, I mean, Peter wouldn't know what to do. Um, and if that wasn't working, I guess he, he would stop. Mm-hmm. Like, he'd stop trying to just dump stuff. Because if he sees it's not working with the only way that he knows how, he's not going to keep trying. Hmm. Um, that's pretty much it, really. Like, he's like, well, that didn't work. Um, and I guess he's talking out loud because he's by himself. Mm. Uh, I wish I listened in class more. Again, a voice says, it's easier than you think it is. All right. And it has like a weird echo to, have you ever seen the witch? No. No? Oh. (laughs) Sorry. No, that's, (laughs) it's a cool movie. Um, (laughs) if, if you have 90 minutes to spare. Yeah. Uh, you look around again. Yeah, he's like, all right, I heard it that time. Mm-hmm. And he says that out loud. Like, The only thing around you is the owl. I look at the owl. It still has the mouse. Yeah. The mouse, um, owls just like swallow things whole. This one has dissected the mouse. Okay. Like, uh, if you've ever seen a cat, a cat catch a bird, mm-hmm. or seen what happens after a cat catches a bird, and there's just like wings, and then it's eaten like the the chicken McNugget in the middle, mm-hmm. right? And there's the head left over. Yeah. This owl is doing kind of the same thing. Okay. Where it's just like sliced it open and spread it out. Weird. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. If it's like if this thing's like a well, what if I use my magic just to fill the hole? 
You know what I mean? Like you said, it's like a donut, right? Right. So if I just fill it. Uh, you try, and it takes everything you have. Yeah. And doesn't seem to... Everything you have vanishes into it. Okay. It's just gone, eh? Mm-hmm. And as you, you know, I, I assume this is kind of like prestidigitation. You're just kind of using like the, the force of that, of that spell that would normally like you know light your pipe or make a broom sweep something. Mm -hmm. um, the force that you push into it almost feels like drawn out of you at the end. Okay. What if I try to take magic away from it? Um, Can I do that? I don't even know. Like. If you try to pull from it, yeah. you get the smell of salt and like humid air and like a little bit of water vapor. Okay. Does that make any sense to me why it would do that? Maybe it's what's on the other side. Okay. Uh, okay, well, Peter wouldn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't remember anything else other than he can't, he doesn't know how to make it work. Um, so he would just go back, try to make a fire of some kind, try mm -hmm. to get warm. Cause I'm assuming it's getting dark. Mm. Um, and I'll try to do that. Okay. Um, the rest of the night kind of passes uneventfully. Okay. Um, you wake up. It's the morning of Bis. Yeah. Is the owl still there? Look for it. 14. Yes, it's it's um it's perched on a tr on on a tree near you. Is it watching me? Yeah. What do you want? I want you to grow and become powerful. Is that in my head or is that out loud? Can I not tell? Um, it sounds like a voice to you. It doesn't sound like it's in your head. It's not yeah. telepathy. Yeah. It's not that invasive. Okay. Okay. Why? Because you deserve to be powerful. The world wishes you to be powerful. Why me? I don't understand what's going on. Why not you? I mean, I assume it's just a fluke chance, you know? Like, I didn't do anything wrong. And that the way I am isn't anyone's fault. It's just the world being a dick. It's just... It, some people don't have any choices over what happens to them. No one has choices, except for the ones that are laid in front of them. Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know what to do. You can only do what anyone else can do. What's move, that? Move forward. Okay. Um... Do you know how to work this thing? Because I don't know how to work it. 
step through it? Like physically? The owl um, it turns its head and it catches the, the, the dim light of, of the uh, solstice day sun in its eyes and they become almost reflective. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess it obviously points in a direction, correct? Mm-hmm. So Peter will gather up all of his stuff, put on his backpack, and then I guess he'll try to step through it. Like I don't, I don't. He'll step into the circle. You are falling. Oh shit! Um, and you, you are falling in a black tunnel. You think? Yeah. That is. Um, reflecting light, it's lit from above, um, and it feels like rough, reflective black stone. And suddenly you land uh, with a splash in warm water. Mm -hmm. uh, and you sink. You're wearing your pack? Yeah. Um, your, your mouth and nose fill with, with salt water, with ocean water. Uh, I mean, I'll try to take my backpack off. Uh, yeah, you, you, you struggle with your backpack. Do you have, um, give me a constitution save. Five. It takes you longer than is comfortable by any definition of that word to struggle out of your backpack, mm -hmm. but you get rid of it and, um, you're buoyed upwards just by like the 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 it falls and you float mm -hmm. maybe there's still air trapped in your clothes something like that yeah but you you float back up to the surface okay uh deep breath um <clears throat> so i break out of the surface mm -hmm. i try to get my bearings um you are in a broad probably about um 10 meter wide tunnel yeah. Or 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 um, cylinder, okay. That is filled with black water, and the stone is rough black stone that's a little glassy. And high high above you, you can see daylight. And what about so? I mean, a cylinder? Yeah. Like no, no, uh, so, uh, like uh, like straight up. Like yeah, I'm just like a trapped, silo. Like yeah, I'm trapped in a silo. There's nothing out. There's no. Mm -hmm. There's no ledge. There's no platform. There's no. Correct. Nothing. <clears throat> Okay, uh, I guess human nature would be, I would swim to the, one of the edges first. Mm -hmm. I would go all the way around. Okay. And just check, just to see. Like, I'm, when I touch it, is it cool to the touch, or is it like, it's electronics? Uh, it's, or it's, is it like... it's, it's cool, yeah. It, it almost feels, I, I, I want to say it's volcanic. Okay. Right? Um, uh, is it, it isn't, rock? It... Like, does it look made? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it smooth? Uh, it's not smooth. It, it is faceted. Okay. Basically. Um, it's smooth. It's glassy. You can kind of like get a bit of a handhold on it to keep from sinking mm -hmm. and offer you just like the littlest bit of rest. Okay. Um, shoot. And there's only one way up. Mm -hmm. uh, give me a perception roll. If you're, if you're resting. Kind yeah, of. I'm just kind of just sitting on this edge. I'm like, well, now I've really screwed myself. Uh, perception is a 17. Reflected in the, 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 um, 
the faceted light of the, the, the cylinder, you see high above you, probably about five meters up, another teleportation circle. Okay. And its symbols match the one that you came through. Yeah. And that's the... Or it's the, the inverse of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I came out of. Mm-hmm. But and there's you, no way to get up there. You don't... It, do you want to climb? I'm going to try. Give me an athletics roll. Okay. A five. No dice, I'm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, I'm really screwed, aren't I? Well, first Peter starts crying because he's 13 mm. and he's trapped in a cylinder and doesn't know what to do. Um, I am going to try to swim down okay, and see if I can't, I mean, I can cast light still. It's mm-hmm. a cantrip and light works underwater. Yep. So I'm going to try to cast light on like my hand mm-hmm. or something and just swim down as far as I can to okay. see if there's not like an something like i'm not looking to go if i find a tunnel or something mm-hmm. i'm not going to go in it right away because i need to take a run at it if i'm going to do it but i'm just looking to see if i can find a bottom or anything okay give me a constitution roll or an athletics roll uh both are i'd much can i choose yeah constitution yeah okay 21. yeah all right um You are able to dive. Actually, you you can hold your breath quite well. Mm -hmm. Um, And you find when you go down, uh, you can't... There's a functional limit how how deep humans can dive unassisted because water pressure. Um, But below you is a room. Uh, a, A room with odd geometry. Um... And it's made out of this rough, or out of this faceted stone. But it is, um, it's a spherical room. And at its, and at its center, you can see an object of some kind that also just seems to drink in the light, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, if you shine your light at it, 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 um, it appears like a shadow. I'll head towards that. Okay. Um, you can't reach it yet. It's just too far down. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely something there. Okay. Um, and as you come back up, you hear the flapping of wings. Oh. Yep. And the owl is kind of like flying from one surface to another and like scrabbling with its claws and then flying to another one. And then finally... It comes down to where you are and perches on your shoulder. Okay. Like, uh, yeah. Um, and it's kind of heavy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, it, it seems a little flustered, but it like gathers itself. Right. And it, moves from your shoulder up on top of your head mm-hmm. to stay out of the water. Okay. Uh, hey, a little confused. Where am I? 
where you are exactly doesn't matter, but what you can do here is extraordinarily useful. In what way? You can get something for me. Uh-huh. Have you seen it? The thing at the bottom. It, yeah, uh, it says, yes, I need it. Why? Because removing it will flood this room high enough for us both to reach the circle. Okay. Well, I can't breathe underwater. I tried getting down there, couldn't reach it. Um, the voice says, I can help you with this. Okay. Do you wish it? What's it going to cost me? A little blood, a little pain. I mean, I don't have a choice, so sure, I guess. You can always say no. Yeah, but then I sit here. <laughs> I don't have a choice. Say yes. Yes. It, its beak comes down in front of your face and draws up your cheek to your forehead. Yeah. In, um, like, barely touching you, it feels, but the split in your skin, the cut, is um, uh, uh, shocking. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, what's this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and you feel the air um, almost moving through it at first. Mm-hmm. Now dive. Yeah, I guess I dive. Um, it stings yeah, as it touches so the water. Yeah. Like a lot, and you have to close your eye, but you feel, you don't feel the pressure building in your lungs anymore. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, I head down towards whatever that object is, or try to. Okay. Um, the object, do you, you, your light spell is still going, I, yeah, I would assume. It'll be, it's like concentration for like 10 minutes or whatever. So. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I probably lost it when I got my eye cut or my face cut open, so there's that. So right, I'll, right. I'll recast, I'll try to recast light. Okay, yeah. you, you do so. Um, and light generates like, it's like... It's like 30 uh, feet or something? Yeah, and yeah. it's like fluorescent, right? It's, yeah. it's not like natural light at all. Yeah. It's like harsh white light. Yeah. Um... Even orcs see it as like white light, and their eyes see in a different, slightly different spectrum to mm -hmm. ours. Um, and when you get down, the light like reflects off and almost sets off like this mirrored effect in the middle. But the object you can see is um, a cube set inside a cube. I'll head down towards it. Okay. I'll grab it, I guess. Like I'll just like reach out and. Uh, it's, 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 it's heavy. Yeah. Like it's heavier than you think an object like this could be. And as you get closer to it, like you, you see it at a certain distance from you, right? Like you can make it out and it doesn't get any bigger as you get closer to it. Okay. Um, until you get right up to it, up to where you should be. 
and it's almost like, ah, yeah. <laughs> right? It's it's impossible to judge distance to it. Mm -hmm. um, and give me a strength roll. Or an athletics roll. Strength. Yeah, okay. It's the same. Natural 20. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so 21. I something guess. in you, you feel, uh, you, you yank on it, and it's, and it's almost like, yeah. Right? Like this, you, when you pull on it, um, it's like, uh, um, you 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 can't move it but with that roll what happens is that something in you draws on your magical abilities mm -hmm. and it's like you know when you're lifting and you're struggling yeah. and the person spotting you can just be like boop yeah exactly like that okay just yeah. the gentlest um uh touch of your arcane powers it's almost like it's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it comes loose from nothing. Mm -hmm. There's nothing here. But it's like it was um, almost like fields of force pushing against one another to keep it here. Okay. Like if you were balancing a pencil on its tip. Yeah. That's how this thing was held in place. Okay. Um, and it dislodges. And you can feel like all those lines of force suddenly... Um, like splaying off each other and the rush of water suddenly is 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 present mm -hmm. like water pressure is pushing you upwards okay i won't fight it i'll just head upwards okay with the thing in hand i guess whatever it is this object <laughs> i can't tell what it is so yeah i'll get to the surface okay um the water level is rising yeah and the owl who is still like flapping around kind of like chaotically lands on you again yeah and says good mm -hmm. so do i just teleport back yeah as the water level rises yeah um yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh and and the owl is like give it to us and not before before as the water level is rising okay i'll give it Okay, it takes it in its claw and just flies up yeah. and out and vanishes through the teleportation circle. Okay, I'll wait until I get up there. Okay, yeah. um, and as soon as the water crests it, you're through. Yeah. And like lying on your side, almost. Mm -hmm. um, and the cold hits you suddenly. Yeah. And water, the, 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 the circle itself, um, becomes a pool of water mm -hmm. and starts to flow. Oh, shoot. I gotta move. Yeah. Uh, I get up. <clears throat> I don't have any of my stuff. Uh, I'm just gonna get out of there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm just going away from there. Okay. Uh, the sun is starting to go down. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, you broke your camp, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I left my backpack in the bottom of that. So it's like I have no supplies. Yeah. Uh, unless there's, like, your old fire pit or 
I mean, that's right where the teleportation circle was. So right. That's filling with water. I'm going to try to find shelter as best I can. Okay. So I'm going to look for a cave or something, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, roll me survival. Okay. <laughs> a two. There's nothing. Okay. There's nothing. Uh, you you start to feel a panic as, like, you shiver. I'm going to start, I'm going to keep moving. Okay. I'm not going to stop. Okay. I'm going to keep moving and try to dry out that way, at least. Okay. It's a mild winter. Yeah. Um, it doesn't get really cold until the month after this. Okay. Um, and you almost start to feel like a delirium. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, roll survival again. Okay. You, you're shivering uncontrollably mm-hmm. now. Um, as as you as you wander and you hear singing. Okay, I head towards it. It's home. Okay. Um, you might not have very. You you don't have long to act like yeah. this. You, you hear the music. You hear singing, mm-hmm. and you can see the light of the festival starting. Yeah, I head towards that. It's the only thing I can do. Okay. Yeah. Um, you arrive in time for it to start. Yeah. Well, I just need help. I'm dying. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh yeah, you stagger into town just as as um, as the sun sets. Yeah, and your your clothes are kind of like caked with ice. Your hair is caked with ice. Um, your hands are are shaking. Yeah. Um, the first people I see, I'm just yeah. like help. Yeah, they help you. Yeah, they help you. They they sit you in front of the fire. Yeah. I'm not going to go home, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, but I'm cut up, mm-hmm. and I'm in pain, and I don't know what to do. I'm literally going to dry off mm-hmm. and try to get warm, and if I'm able, hike my ass back out to the wild <laughs> uh, and finish this stupid thing. People recognize you. Yeah. And pretty soon your your mother is there all of a sudden. Yeah. And she just like grabs you and hugs you. Uh-huh. And Magister Tolbrick says, I'm sorry, we'll try again. We'll try again. We'll try again. I guess. I don't say anything just because I'm assuming Peter's messed. Like, yeah. he's in pretty bad shape. So, But you're safe at home. Yeah. And you have a lot more time left to learn. Yeah. Huh. Maybe next time. After the Flood, Strand Lines, Swords Story, Tints and Shades.
Night has fallen in the ruined city that you call Tumbledown. Your family, or your extended family, runs this town, has made it safe, has made it prosper even. No one dares to challenge you anymore. And today, you boy, have covered yourself in glory. You arrive at the tower that your family uses as its headquarters in order to oversee and administer and protect the people of Tumbledown. The other half-orcs with you laugh and smile. They clap you on your back as you lead your prisoner towards the tower. He's a small human man, stooped, limping, carrying a tiny bundle with him. At the door, your elder cousin of some kind, you've had the lineage explained to you a couple of times, Emson, the arms master, greets you warmly. Well, now you've gone and done it, haven't you? He says, hugging you. You're a man today. And who out of us could ever have doubted that, huh? <laughs> I told them all. He's just a slow bloomer. He'll come around. Now look at you. Look at what you brought us. <laughs> and he, uh, he gestures to one of the other half-orcs to take the small prisoner upstairs. Well, time's a-wasting, isn't it? You've earned your brands today. Oh, oh, Worm's going to be proud of you. Worm is your little brother. Hmm. This is a good day. This is a good day. Come on. Come on. Let's get it done. And he clasps your hand in a double-handed grip. And you feel a hard, round object in your hand. He closes your hand around it, looks you in the eye, and with a slight gesture, actually, give me insight. Natural 20. He has just palmed you a small wooden dowel, and in it, you can feel the divots left by teeth. And he has passed this to you in such a way that nobody else can see it. Uh, I'm sorry, what's a dowel? A dowel is a, a, a wooden cylinder. Oh, okay. Teeth marks in it. Uh, is it something that would be hollow or is the significance? It's, it's, it is a hard object that you can put in your mouth to bite oh. down on. Oh. Yeah, okay, now now I understand. All right. Okay, I'll just look him in the eye and just nod. You're not a boy anymore. <sighs> oh, I knew, I knew this day would come. Come on, come on, they're waiting. I'll, uh, I'll try and slip it into my pocket while nobody's looking. Okay. Uh, sleight of hand roll offers the possibility of failure, but maybe that's interesting? Sure. 
15. I don't have a dex bonus to speak of. That, that does it. Okay. Though. Yeah, you don't think anyone saw you palm it and, and put it away. He leads you downstairs to where the forge is. Yeah, definitely trying to stand, walk tall and proud. Yeah, it's, um, they keep telling you to do that. Stand up straight. You're too big to hunch over like that. You look like a whipped dog. Hmm. Shoulders back, boy. Ears over shoulders, shoulders over hip. There you go. There you go. Don't forget it this time. Around you is your extended family, waiting. They've all heard. Everyone has heard, and they're all here. The forge glows red hot, and you see the brand already resting in it. There's a table laid out. Oh. Walk up, bow to the family. They cheer. One of them takes your hand, mm -hmm. and another one takes your hand, and they pull you forward over the table. I've missed the opportunity to sneak the, the dowel into my mouth. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to tough this one out. Hands you don't see lift your shirt from, back, from behind you. Hmm. In front of you, your little brother catches your eye, and he looks proud. He looks proud. That's not good. Emson walks in front of you and he says, you ready, boy? That's the last time anyone's ever going to call you that. Anyone calls you that again? You put him in the ground, you hear me? Yeah, just looks and nods. Good. Give me a will save. Uh, that's wisdom? Wisdom. Uh, Twelve. The searing pain of the brand on your back startles you but you hold it together and don't scream. You feel sweat flash across your back and well on your brow and suddenly soak your, your, your hair and your armpits and the palms of your hands. The, the people around you suck in air as if in sympathy, wincing in pain. And is, is this the sort of brand where it's one press, or are they carving into me with it? It's one press. Okay. And where is it on my back? Uh, it would be, it's actually a U-shaped brand. Hmm. Like, the, the, the branding iron is U-shaped, and it's symmetrical on either side of the spine. Okay. In the muscles, um, what is this? The trapezius? I'll I take your word for it. <laughs> the, the, the ones across the shoulders. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's stylized um, uh, wings. Mm. And uh, you hold it together 
you see your little brother like looking at you and then the smell hits you the sudden smell of like searing flesh mm -hmm. give me a constitution save Sometimes you roll the natural 20, and sometimes you roll the 1. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, you... Yeah, what do they do while I'm unconscious? <laughs> the last thing you remember is screaming. Mm. They're going to judge me for that. And... Uh, uh, there's a flash of pain on the inside of your cheek, symmetrically, as your jaw clenches. Mm. And you pass out. You're not sure how much lo longer or how much later it is, but the room is empty when you come to consciousness. I'm still on the table? Uh, no, you have slumped next to the table. Some family. Emson is crouching next to you with a cup of water. Thanks. You can take it and have a sip. How long was I out for? Doesn't matter. Anyway, you're one of us now. You need a new name. You look to me like a sword. Swords don't scream. Swords don't forget about things. Swords, they don't think about things too hard. Just a weapon, huh? Maybe a lesson to learn. Yeah? Anyway, you hungry? Yeah. These things always make me hungry. Think it's the smell, huh? Sure. Come on. Your uncle wants to see you. No. Let's go upstairs. Let's like take a second and look at my hands. Down the water and leave it on the table. Mm. Uh, there's dried blood in your mouth from where you bit, bit your cheeks. Yeah. I swallow it. Mm. Remember to stand up straight. Huh? You feel the skin on your back stretch and pucker. Mm -hmm. Try to ignore it. Standing up straight helps it heal faster. Trust me on that one, okay? Thanks. It always hurts. He leads you upstairs to where your uncle's office in other time, a governor would have had an office, but really, it's his parlor, his salon, it's where he entertains, it's his home. And it is well-appointed. One of your extended cousins is standing watch at the door, and Emson just kind of like waves him aside, pounds hard on the door. And you hear Golrag, your uncle, inside, say, good, good, send him in, come in. Come in. Emson pushes the door open and says, Say hello. Nod to him and walk in. 
closes the door behind you. Says, so I'll walk up, center of the room, and just like stand there straight and proud. The prisoner's here with him, too. Golrag is an enormous man. He is every inch the, the crime lord. He's wearing nice clothes. His hair is tidy. Um, his braids are immaculate. His jewelry is impressive. And as always, he's got the ephemera of legitimacy around him. Your uncle loves art. So what do I call you now? Sword. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. My nephew, he says to the prisoner. Sword. Yeah. We can use you now. Your father, he'd be proud of you today. I heard you didn't scream. You know how I know that? Because if you did, I would have heard. And I didn't hear a single thing, and nobody else here did either. Thank you. Ah. He slaps the prisoner on the back. Sword, can you believe it? My own nephew. You look better. You look better. Worm's proud of you, too. I made sure of it. I understand you've met. Sword? Isaiah. Isaiah Sword. You've brought me a good, good gift today. Sword. He almost... Actually, give me insight. Uh, Eleven? He almost calls you boy. Mm. <laughs> Did you have any idea what, what Isaiah was bringing here? To trade in my town with strangers. Isaiah, why don't you show him what you tried to trade under my nose? And the, the, the human man um, opens his bag and takes out an intricately carved box. And just from the way you, he handles it, you can tell it is heavy. Hmm. It is heavy in a way that you mm. it's heavy in a way that reeks of value and he opens the box and shows it to you inside the box is a sphere of black glass that is carved in channels that are almost too small to detect and it refracts in ways that it evoke oil on water. Hmm. Give me a perception roll. Eight. It's very beautiful. Mm -hmm. I, I don't understand. <laughs> this is what's called an anchor. For the mightiest Things that the old empire ever made, Gorhag says. It wanted to go somewhere. And Isaiah here, 
Well, he and the people with him were trusted to carry it. But you, <laughs> you made sure that that didn't happen. People who wanted it, they're coming tomorrow. Isaiah's told me all about them. <laughs> oh, and they are going to pay handsomely for it, let me tell you. And for him. Isaiah, we're not going to hurt you, are we? And Isaiah's like, no, no, no. Anyway, Isaiah here. You know what he is? He's an art expert. He's been telling me all about my own paintings. Oh. Sword. Pick one. Isaiah will tell you all about it. Gesture to one on the wall of a warrior. This one you know is painted by a human. Hmm. And the colors are utter nonsense to you. Um, it is greens and pinks and blues. Um, the, the blending makes no sense. And whenever you look at this painting, all you can do is try to pick out the edges of the warrior depicted. Um, Isaiah looks at it and he says, the triumph of the 13th legion painted about 150 years ago. Sword doesn't say much, but is obviously like, hmm. Their black uniforms were symbolic of them. And the winter campaign was the final campaign fought by the Empire in order to secure the outer reaches. It was successful for a time Ooh. until they collapsed. What did they fight for? They fought for the old world. And from the way he's describing it, you know, you've heard this battle. It was fought in the snows. And the black uniforms, this man is not wearing a black uniform. His uniform is green, a bright lime green. And the ground he's standing on, now that you know what to look for, looks like snow, but the snow is orange. Like he's confused. Can you tell him why he's confused? And Isaiah says, the pigments favored by human painters, our eyes don't see the same colors you do. You see, you see in a broader spectrum than us. And Golrags like chucks him on the shoulder. He's like, can you imagine these people, they ruled the world. They can't see what we see. They don't see the warmth go out of someone when you best them. They don't see the light in a lover's bed. They don't see the grip on a sword glowing hot under a hand. Look at this. Unbelievable. They think that's black. They think that's white. That, that they think is red. They see, they see the world through such a narrow window. 
tell me, you like this one, Isaiah? And he says, it's, it's a beautiful piece. You hear that? Thinks it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's compensation for the hardship my nephew here has inflicted upon you. I have decided I will give this to you as a gift. From me to you as a symbol of my goodwill going forward in our relationship. Sword, take it down off the wall, please. Okay. I walk up very carefully. Have I had an opportunity to handle many of his paintings? This one's big. Okay. This well, one is very big. Well, the good news is I'm quite strong, so I'm going to go up and try and grab it, and then I imagine it wouldn't just pull. So I'm going to yep. try and be a little bit creative with like maybe a lift or a turn or something to see how it hangs. Give me a... What's a dex-linked skill? Um, not performance. Athletics? Athletics. Give uh, me an athletics that, roll. That's strength-related, but still. Strength is also a measure of your ability to control things. Okay. Uh, I get a 17. The painting's heavy. It's about... Well, you're, you, you need to hold your hands out wider than your shoulders in order to get around it. How does the wound feel? It puckers. Something might be tearing. Mm. And judging from the... You, you give it a couple of careful movements, and then you realize what you do is you just lift it, mm. and there's a mounting bracket on the wall behind it. It's heavy. Mm -hmm. Isaiah says... I, please, please, I can't, I can't accept a gift like this. I can't carry it. This... Don't refuse my gift. Just say thank you. It'll be easier. Good advice. Good advice. You'll be running this place before long. And give him his present. So I'm going to walk up. Is, is he like tied up in any way, just on the ground? No. No, he's he's standing. Okay. I'm going to take it in the back and just kind of... I expect my uncle wants me to not be super gentle with him, so I'm just going to like kind of make a show of touching him with it. Mm. Take it. He, he, he takes it and like manages... Actually, He is prepared for the weight and has braced himself mm. and manages to, to put it on the ground. I give him a look of acknowledgement and then kind of like squeeze my hand and return to the spot on the floor where I was back at attention. Anyway, I'm hungry. Let's eat. Yes, uncle. A meal arrives. There's wine. Your uncle is as intimidating as ever, and everything he does is a flex in some way. This is someone for whom everything is an exercise in power. Give me an insight roll. Uh, three. You're distracted. The pain in your back is starting to manifest quite severely. I wonder if I'm going to bleed through my shirt. Hard to judge. 
but you fixate on the anchor, which is sitting open on the desk. You fixate on it, and you study it, and it's like all of your uncle's words fuzz out. It's like, and Isaiah's whimperings and excuses and confusion also fuzz out. As he's you know, trying to be a good guest and he's trying to, or it, your uncle's trying to be a, a good host hmm. and ask him about his interests. But in asking him about his interests, it's still an act of intimidation. You feel the brand on your back. It's warm. And the pain from it seems to lessen. So the more I focus on the orb, the better I feel? Yeah. Oh, we're diving in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, just like, hmm, an escape. This life sucks. Give me another insight roll. Twelve. Your uncle's voice cuts out. The pain in your back vanishes. And a voice you don't recognize says, are you hard and sharp and pure? Try to be. Are you kind and gentle and loving? They won't let me be. The rest of the evening passes uneventfully. It's the morning. And the entire family is out waiting in the place where Isaiah told them the exchange would take place. Isaiah has been instructed to move forward, and you are in command of this operation. He is going to wait exactly the way that he said that he was supposed to for this transaction to take place. It's outside of town. It's dawn. It is a beautiful summer's day. The flowers are in bloom on the rocky plain around you. What little life blooms here is hardy. It's tough. And the, the, the unpigmented flowers that bloom through the, um, through the stony ground, their petals are tough as leather. A small group arrives, carrying a cart, or pulling a cart. One figure at their head. Give me an insight roll. Ten. You don't need to look at this person too hard to know that they're a soldier. Mm. They stand too tall. They take the ground that they walk on. Trying like also look like a soldier. Hmm. All right, posturing time. She sees Isaiah, pulls back her hood, revealing the wizened face of a woman in early middle age. She has like the, the, the square jaw bones and cheekbones of somebody who, um, like she's got one of those throats of people that just look like they're all muscle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, she looks at him and says, I'm glad you made it. 
And he says, I'm glad I'm here too. She says, and you can hear this clearly, even though you're kind of like in ambush. Have you brought it? And he says, yes, of course I have. And he takes out the, the anchor. She takes it from him and opens it, closes it, and says, thank you. I, do I want to know where you got it? And he says, no, you don't. And she says, bring the man his money. And two other figures lift a heavy chest from the back. Bring it forward. Roll initiative. Seven. That's better than them. This is when you're supposed to launch the ambush. How many of us are there and how many of them are there? There's 14 of you. There's three of them. They're heavily outnumbered. I run out and charge. Uh, around you, the, 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 your extended family suddenly springs to their feet, crossbows in hand and there's a hail of uh, quarrels. The two men carrying the, the, the chest um, are punched their, to, their, to the ground, basically, as the quarrels impact them. The chest scatters, breaks, gold coins roll around. The woman at their head reflexively brings up some kind of magical barrier, and quarrels scatter off of it. She draws her sword and looks at you as you charge forward. Roll to hit. Critical fail. Thank you so much. This is awesome. <laughs> you trip on the rocky ground. Yeah. Um, you, you, you're a big half-orc. You trip over your own feet, scatter, or stumble, and fall to the ground, plowing a furrow of stones in front of you. And you basically, like, skid right up to her. <laughs> and from behind you, you hear Emson say, oh, for fucking out loud. There's, like, look up at her. She kicks your sword away and strides past you towards the body of your family. Um, she charges. You hear again, are you hard and sharp and pure? Yes. Are you kind and gentle and loving? I want to be. Pick up your sword. Grab it. 
you see the evil that can no longer be tolerated. You see the cruelty that predates on the vulnerable. You see your complicity in it. And you see your chance to make amends for it. Do you say yes? I do. The fire sparks within you. And it burns hotter than any brand. The wings are brighter than any scar. And the rest is just a sword fight. Thanks for joining us tonight on Dice Friends. As always, this show and everything else we do here is brought to you by you, the viewer, over at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun, or by becoming a member here on YouTube. Thank you once again, and we'll see you next time on Dice Friends.